Jamesy the Band. Find their music at jamesythebandbandcamp.com. to The Fool's Journey. Ooh, beautiful music. Shout out to my cousin, Cole Hen, singer-songwriter, with the band Jamesy. Shadows never last. Welcome to the broadcast. Time to take off the mask. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. That wasn't very sexy. Give me a sexy voice. Say my name in a sexy voice. Say my name in a sexy Ow, voice. I burned myself. Oh my. Was that sexy? <laughs> was that supposed to that be sexy? painful. Oh, okay. So is painful sexy? Sometimes. Oh my gosh. Say my name in a sexy voice. Chio. Chao. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. Hi, I'm Charles. Hi, and I'm Rocio. Otherwise known as Chio. My wife. And I'm her husband. Yes. And you're listening to The Fool's Journey. So today, Chio, mm-hmm. you and I share something very sacred together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good idea to go into our first husband-wife segment as a um, the one thing that I think you and I actually um, really bonded over in our marriage for better or worse and that is parenthood mm-hmm. so I want to talk to you today about parenthood how do you th- how do you feel about that topic parenthood or Parenthood is going to be challenging. Parenthood includes pregnancy. 
I know you wanted to talk about the topic of pregnancy. And why is that? Because people tell you that it's a beautiful experience. Yes. But... Can you move your microphone a little closer to your chin? Oh. There you go. That's good. Like that. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, Thank you. Everything that I heard about people, about being pregnant, is like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's the best thing that a woman can. And I'm not saying it's not beautiful, but it has the ugly moments. And it's nine months of it. Oh, so what you're trying to say is that People need to tell you the truth. People need to be told the truth. Yes. And you are here to do that, which is cool. <laughs> well, it's, for, it's, it's different because, for every single woman, though. Because you were under the impression from everybody around you, your mother, my mother, I guess, your aunts. How many aunts do you have? That's kind of fun. Oh, I have a lot. You don't even know how many you have. Pardon? You don't even know how many ants you have, do you? No, that if I, I don't know them? Or what do you say? I don't, if I don't... You have so know, many, you so, don't know how many. Yeah, well, yes. It's, it's, they're not that many, though, but... Uh, <laughs> yes, they are. You have double digits ants. Yes, I do. Yeah, you got like, what, 10 on your dad's and side and 10 on your mother's side, or what? No, I'm from my mom, yeah, like immediate ants, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, with my mom, they're like, I, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and my mom, five girls and a boy. So you have four ants. Yes. And then my, on your on dad's side, side, how many do you have? Ooh, on my dad's side? Okay, so it's um, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, six ants. Oh, so ten ants, exactly. Yes. Six immediate ants, if ants. I'm not... Immediate ants, yes. And then you have all kinds of other ones. And I have uncles. Yeah, yeah. and great aunts and uncles yeah. with wives and... Sorry, I was a bad woman, yeah. cousins of your aunts and mom. Oh, yeah. Because each of my aunts, they have, like, the same amount of kids. Five or more. Uh-huh. Well, uh, that's not true from... on, on Well, every, every, I think, household has at least two babies. Mm-hmm. Probably more close to three and then four. Yeah. Yeah. When I say babies, some of them are already grown with their own babies. Yeah. You're so I have a very big family. Huge family. Humongous. Your nana fruity. <laughs> it's a whole town. Okay, <laughs> <family>. so <laughs> here's a cool thing about being married to a Mexican woman is that you get to have a grandmother-in-law named Fructuosa. <laughs> Don't make fun of her name. I'm not making fun of her name. I enjoy her name and I love it. And when it's said fully, it's like extra sensual. It's like Fructuosa. Yeah. What is your name, darling? Fructuosa. And her second oh husband, uh, which we grew up knowing him as 
our grandfather, but uh, my dad's dad. His Unfortunately, name. we didn't. We we never met him because he passed before yes. all of us. Went. And then your grandmother gra- me- remarried a man named Primitivo. Primitive. <laughs> so is me. <laughs> oh my God! What a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your name, darling? Fructuosa. Oh my. <laughs> and what is your name, handsome? Primitive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think my heart just skipped a beat. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> Come on. I uh, like pretending to be a woman. <laughs> yes, you do love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, so yes, my nana and uh and and my tata primitivo. Yeah. Oh, Nana she, means she, grandmother for all the English onlys, and Tata means grandfather mm-hmm. for all the English onlys. So, um, and Quite your Nana Fructuosa, or Nana otherwise Fruity. known as Nana Fruity. Fruity, that's pretty cool, too. <laughs> um, Fruity, she's a pretty serious woman. Very, uh, yeah, she is an amazing woman. How many descendants does she have oh my living? Goodness, she's alive, know. and she has... Over like 120 descendants. Oh, yes. They have a lot. And 20 descendants. We're going to do a new, a new uh, count. Family tree. She, family tree because she is 98 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has more descendants than years on earth. That's what I like. She has 120. I don't even know. Yeah. Plus, what? plus, plus because we're still growing. Oh, yeah. And There's she's 98 baby. and she has more descendants than she has she years has on great, earth. She great, great grandkids yeah she's from a she like we don't know right but oh she's my. she's obviously from a native mexican she's from guadalajara a, well that's where her family that's where she was born but yeah. that doesn't mean where her tribe's from her lineage we don't know mexicans i don't know but i do want to do that um ADN, uh, dna test yes you should I do want to now. Yes, I'm you can find intrigued. out you, you have been, you're related to uh, uh, the royal Mexican families and the mummies. Then <laughs> 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 oh you could go and you could oh be like, this pyramid is mine. You're so funny. <laughs> I reclaim my family heritage. This pyramid is mine. Let's do that, no, baby. It's the country. Well, then we'll give it back to the country. We love Mexico, and we wish Mexico light, life, and love. Um, we do. Yes, we do. That's the, as sincere as it gets, I'm crying. <laughs> Just oh. at the thought of it, man. I love Mexico, so let's leave it's it at that. It's a beautiful country. And... Um, um, very so, rich, too. Very rich, even and though culture. the people are poor. And culture, not and everybody's nature, poor. And food and everything. We're rich in a lot of things. Yeah. So, um, apart from owning pyramids um, as a possible future. <laughs> okay, well, I think we just move way too <laughs> far I'm, from I'm our silly. topic. Come on. From our topic. All right. Um, so. What we're going to talk about is... Oh, is it, yeah, the oh, yeah. So how, this is how, what I wanted to display. This yeah. is how we got on this topic is all these people 
to tell you the pregnancy is like we're talking hundreds an amazing, now. An amazing experience, and, and everybody's telling you it's not, amazing. But they oh, should you also should tell it. you. What did they leave out of the discussion about the pregnancy? whole bad stuff? All the bad stuff. The majority, yes. Yeah. Of course, they're going to say, oh, you're going to have morning sickness, and then you're going to have cravings. You had morning sickness with our firstborn. Oh, How horrible. long did that last? <gasps> it lasted way after the first trimester. It was like nine months of morning sickness. It was horrible. That's what I remember. It was horrible. I have a fun no, story. No, the second trimester, it got really good. But the first and the last trimester, it was like morning sickness. Horrible. Oh, yes, okay. And there was a, a period of time of, like, leave in the second trimester. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's when I had the Did cravings. you hear our doggy? <laughs> when you said relieve, he's like, oh, I agree. <laughs> I think he wants no, relief. It was, it was, it was, it was painful. Um, yeah. Not be able to tell you, tell you, people tell you just about morning sickness and, and cravings and all this stuff. Can I tell two stories about your morning sickness during that pregnancy? Yes. Uh, right now? Yes. Right now I'm going to tell two stories just before you continue <laughs> about morning sickness and your first pregnancy, our first pregnancy. But it was your it was body. Horrible. It was it your was body. horrible experience. We lived in my noni's uh, basement apartment and... Noni confided in me after everything was okay, after uh, Sophia was healthy and you were healthy and everything was okay. She said she thought you were going to (laughs) die. Yeah, it was horrible. That's serious for her because her mom died. I I remember every (laughs) single thing of the, it was just gross. It was bad. And the second story, speaking of gross and bad, was... You know, in the cartoons and in the movies when someone burps and you see, like, green air come out of their mouth (laughs) and then the other people, like, want to vomit around them? Like, that's always been a funny thing you see in the movies and stuff, but you had such sensitive smells with morning sickness that one day at work in Toronto, I ate some good old Jamaican jerk chicken. (laughs) And And we were watching some TV... And we were sitting down beside one another, and we were watching TV, and I just had belched in front of me. And I, and I unfortunately belched beside you. Then my father would hate me, would, cur- <laughs> would, would reprimand me for that act. And, and my granny, oh, my God. Uh, I would hear it for probably an eternity if, I, if she ever knew I belched in front of you. Yeah. Well, that day I belched in front of you, and you went, oh, oh, you, Charles, you- <laughs> And ran away. You blow it. And vomited. I tried to blow it away. (laughs) I'm sorry. And and you you ran and vomited. And as you were. That was disgusting. First, I was was like, first, I was like a little upset, like you were overreacting. And then I was like a little bit like concerned that my breath was that bad. And then you were (laughs) vomiting. And then I was just, at that point, I was just laughing. I was like, this is just like the cartoon. Like, I actually thought, I actually experienced that. You were never concerned about what was happening to me. But I was concerned. Barney. <laughs> I was Barney from The Simpsons in that moment. Yeah. I was Barney from The Simpsons. Look it up, guys. Barney from The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, the cartoon. And, yes, it, uh, was, it was really bad. And you were a very sick person. 
Yes, I was. And I felt bad for you. I was like, wow. I mean, I, I know that it's probably not the most pleasant <laughs> odor in the room. But I mean, to induce vomiting, I mean, that it was up. it was pretty bad. I, I couldn't even hold <laughs> water because if I drink some water, I knew water, I was in for a rough ride when that I happened. was like, I, I it was out Ooh. again, vomiting water like I couldn't hold anything. At the end, I was probably was going to the last if I wouldn't pass one more night without any keeping food. I, w- I was going to be hospi- hospitalized the next day. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that what uh, Dr. Nadell had said? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, for s- but he also gave me something for being able to keep food. Like it was yeah, a pill I or something like that. that pill. I'm wor- I was worried about that pill. Um, I don't like any pill during pregnancy. Like that's- I, I don't even remember if it was a pill. He yeah, gave you were me taking something. a pill so you wouldn't die. <laughs> I don't know if I, it was some sort of, fact, uh, of uh, but uh, I was because I was not holding even water. I know. It was your body and your choice, and you took the pill, and it's okay. But this girl gave Whatever me, that pill was, we don't know. Gave it was me a pill so that was determined so to be safe during Do pregnancy. Do you think it means something? If you want, want, because with Gavin, I mean, I did suffer... Gavin, you suffered because he was so uh, no, active in your in your uh, womb. Oh he was yeah, kicking he, oh, all yeah, your muscles and organs. Kicking, uh, yes, everything. And bones. And uh, it was horrible, especially when he would kick down. Like, feels like you want to go and pee, and, and like, but it's just him pushing, kicking me. Oh, he was kicking like your bladder or your pee muscles or yeah, something? Yeah, I don't know what kegels. it was. It was just like... Sometimes it was so hard, the kicking, that I really literally thought that I was going to see a little feet coming out of my vajayjay. You told me that <laughs> yeah. all the time, and I used to think you were crazy until no. <laughs> he was big enough that I started to see his yeah. movements and, and f- like you He's could always see... Kicking. He's always it was like, pushing. Oh, my God. His body, <laughs> you could see body parts pushing out your skin. He was moving so like vigorously and stuff, and like you'd see the outline of a foot briefly or a hand yes. briefly. It was like a alien movie. It was it was quite a different experience compared oh, to yeah. first pregnancy. It's so beautiful. <laughs> no my god, I'm freaking out. Like yeah. <laughs> everybody's saying, Oh, it's so beautiful. Just wait. Just wait. It's so beautiful. You're gonna love every moment. Cherish it. Cherish it with your heart. Meanwhile, you have a little alien living in you, (laughs) kicking on your private parts. Jeez. Yes. Like you're walking down the street, all of a sudden you collapse because you kicked a nerve (laughs) in your spine. Ah! But you cannot imagine. I mean, you you can experience whatever. You can only feel it whatever I'm saying to you. But imagine. All right, Moshi, our dog. Imagine that feeling inside your body. Can you imagine that? I can't. I I cannot imagine that. The worst I have is gas. (laughs) (laughs) And I have that pretty bad. Well, I'm celiac, right? So I get like... (laughs) I get it pretty bad sometimes. Like it's loud like that. And our kids are alarmed. And and like, God forbid, there's... I'm in a public place. Um... (laughs) 
I'm so sorry. You know what happens when I'm in a public place and my stomach makes a noise that's audible to the the Is regular louder? the regular pedestrian? No, I just smile like <laughs> helplessly. I I smile helplessly at the public. Sorry. It's kind of like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's completely out of my control. This is my gut. <laughs> but, I mean, you have those experiences. So, I mean. Well, if it, it was a, like a, a 10 pound, like a 5 to 10 pound animal living inside me. Jeez, that would be. That would be very strange. And it changed the whole, it changed your whole body. Like your belly stretches your skin, you're feeling stretching it like so, so like. So that part I remember hearing women talk about the after effects of pregnancy. After? Yeah, they say, oh yeah, your body's never the same. You never like once you have kids, you're never like tight like that ever again. Well. I've heard women talk about that in Canadian culture. Yeah, Did they the, talk it about that in your in culture? Every single different. And what in Mexico? Yeah, did they talk about their bodies being ruined oh, by birth? Oh, we know. <laughs> we need to get into a very little tight, uh, like a corset. No, hang on. Wait a second. To keep That's everything after. After, the after you're in the club, everybody tells you, "Oh my God, it's fucking horrible." <laughs> oh, I hate these little fuckers. Once you're in the club, the red eye club, yeah, because you're not sleeping. Um, but that's what one. One of my customers said to me when we had our baby, he's like, you just had your first baby? I was like, yeah. He's like, welcome to the Red Eye Club. I was like, Red Eye Club? <laughs> I thought he was talking about me smoking pot. And I was like, what do you mean? You're talking about pot? I said. He's like, no. All right, you're going to find out. How, how old's your baby? I was like, like a week. He's like, oh, you're going to find out what I mean. You're not going to sleep. I was like, what? Oh, no. I was like, you're right. Nobody tells you this stuff. Nobody tells you Nobody in advance. Tells you. Hey, kids, want to have a kid? Grow up first. Yes. Because <laughs> like double growing up at the same time with your kid. Yeah, you grow up double time with your kids. Children. That's why when there was one trip at work, and I already had... While you were pregnant? On no, the way to I work? already had my two kids. We already had our two kids. But I was doing a drive sales uh, to... A sales drive to uh, Sudbury. Oh, my gosh. And Pamela was with me. She, was, she came with me for training. And she was pregnant? And she was pregnant. Her and first you pregnancy. spilled your guts about the reality oh of it all? Oh, my goodness. It's like a four-hour drive. Did you cause her to have a miscarriage with all the information? She told me no. She's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so bad. I was like, I'm so sorry. She was completely like, and like not even talking, saying anything, but everything that Honey, I was telling you. can I say you. something about you? You're so sweet and charming, <laughs> but can I say one thing about you that I noticed? When you suffer, you like to spread it around. Oh, me. yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you like to spread it everywhere like butter. I don't know mm. everything. Yes. I suffered. You're going to suffer. <laughs> like if everybody told you that I was so pretty. Uh, and thank you for admitting like, that no. on tape. We're recording. <laughs> you just admitted that. Oh, yeah. They need to. But they need to know if they have especially in those kind of matters. Oh, I would say that. Yeah, it's good. So what kind of. Okay. So now. The Red Eye Club. We got that far. Pre any other details about your pregnancy you want to, like, 
divulge like, okay, pregnancy is bad, but it's uh, you have like another animal living inside you. That's freaky sometimes. Yeah, and it really traumatized me for the those. Do you uh, want to know what I burritos remember? from McDonald's? You know the McGrill chick- uh, the burritos thing. Okay, a burrito from McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, and it was the remember the first I was pregnant, and okay. those burritos. I was having a lot of cravings. So everything that I was on the TV, I was craving it. So they were coming up with those um, uh, burritos things, right? Okay. And then I'm okay, I'm going to go get a burrito. And it's like, yeah, burrito in Canada. Well, I'm pregnant. Let's go get a burrito. And went. It tasted horrible. I literally. Did you vomit? All of that and more. Ew. Since then, just I will say, how old is Sophia? 11? Yeah. And I just starting to, I give it a try one more time, like a year ago. And how was it? Eh. Oh, okay. But it, I, I, it took <laughs> it me. It is McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I know. But You're it, expecting a burrito from McDonald's uh, and you're from Mexico? I was new in oh Canada, literally. I was just what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's and funny. then Mexico, when I left, it was just the first McDonald's in our town. I can never... This is, this is one thing I learned. Because I grew up eating real Italian sauce and, as they call it, gravy in the States. Like <laughs> For us, it's The real Italian uh, <laughs> body. The real Italian body. Oh, my God. Like, you know, I had the good food. I can't order pasta at a restaurant unless I see... An old Italian lady know, cooking in the back. This is, um, this I can't is, order pasta. Hey, I was pregnant. I just wanted to state that. I, I just was to pregnant. Put that out there for I people. was having cravings, and the freaking burrito from McDonald's <laughs> looked delicious on Yummy. the TV. Yes, yeah, so I need to go and have that craving. I'm okay, not what does this say about pregnant women? Are pregnant women susceptible to hypnotism and brainwashing more so than than regular? Our brain doesn't function properly. Oh, let's get that one out there. <laughs> Yeah, how long does it take before your brain functions again? I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, like it's not brain healing damage? from what one. Happens? It's, it's healing from one episode. To move to the second episode is not 100% heal that trauma. In there. I'm guessing I'm just goofing around. But. Here's another statement I'd like you to talk about. They say that a man doesn't become a father until he holds the baby for the first time. And takes care of it. A woman doesn't be. A uh, woman becomes a mother when she's pregnant. Yeah. Since the moment that you find out. Yeah. Then you like start like thinking but about still, what's going to happen. I mean, it's like a psychological is thing, a right? Big question mark until. Yeah. Every day. Did you ever think while you were pregnant I was going to leave you? What? I don't know. Like some women get left while they're pregnant. Did you ever have that fear ever? I remember. Like even as a silly fear that popped out of nowhere because you watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to watch a noise of a basement because there were not too many channels that I Yes, could get. we didn't have a very uh, <laughs> big selection. Except for remember when I... Uh, there was a lot of porn channels. Those no, <laughs> I put on... Yeah, that was a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> so I put up some satellite because my grandmother, she only paid for the basic cable, which was like 10 channels. And that was good enough for her. 
And uh, but my wife, um, she's like, I don't have any movies to watch, and I don't have any Spanish shows. And I was like, okay, we'll get a satellite. And so we got a satellite, and then I was like, Noni, you want to try the satellite here? Try the satellite. I let her. I put a satellite uh, receiver on her TV too, and so she had the satellite channels and. All the Spanish channels. We had like five, six Spanish part, channels. Yeah. They were We had better Spanish channels. So Noni complained because it doesn't have my show at 8 o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but it has a whole bunch of Spanish and Italian shit that you can watch. Oh, yeah. This and is my just... show at 8 o'clock? What about that? Uh, okay, this is never all mind. screaming from the top floor to the basement. Yeah, we never yeah. talked face-to-face. <laughs> it was always from one floor to the oh next. My, oh, my goodness. And uh, anyways, so... From the so stairs, the top of the that's stairs. That's not true. The... I would always go for coffee in the morning oh, yeah, with yeah, my I nonna. Know. And uh, so I was, uh, you know, with, the, with nonna for coffee. And um, she <laughs> there were six Spanish channels that she was watching these uh, Italian shows and Spanish shows. And <laughs> right beside those channels were the porn channels. Where? And the first channel after a Spanish channel that played most of the Italian shows was a channel that played three hours a day of gay porn. <laughs> and my little nonna wasn't prepared for this. She tried to change the channel to look for her show for 8 o'clock. <laughs> she th- she's, no matter what I told her, I said, you've got to go to the regular TV to get your show at 8 o'clock. Okay? Okay. No matter what I told her, she just tried to like change the you channels. Mess with Nona. Oh, no. You can't. You mess with her routine. Some, some of the older generations grew up with so little technology that our modern technology is baffling. And so this was a little baffling for Noni, and uh, she act- when as soon as she told me this story, was baffling, like confusing. Oh. As soon as she told me this story, where she went on to like the porn site, the porn channel, and she was her heart. She said her heart. <laughs> she told me she almost had a heart attack. She really laid on like some good European guilt on it, like really. Yep. Um, I'm going to kill myself if i got to listen to this for longer. So I took away her satellite, and she had her show at 8 o'clock. And she knew how to use the channel changer for that. But uh, why were we talking about that all of a sudden? Oh, the TV. You watch TV and, and the brain damage as a, as a young, as a pregnant mother. See, it makes sense for a young mother who's up all night feeding, if they're breastfeeding, you know. Um, I was at work, so I slept through the night, and you woke up all night, most of the nights. Yeah. Sometimes on the weekends, I would help you at night. Overnight. And early in the evening, I would help and stuff. And Only Saturdays, maybe. Maybe because a Saturday. Because Sundays, you need to recuperate to go next day to work. Listen, um... Sleep is necessary, and I'm young saying. mothers, if you if you don't let the baby cry, and you wake up every through the night with the baby, which most mothers do nowadays, and I don't know if it's right or wrong. I'm not gonna even what, think about let that. Let them cry. Let them cry or not let them cry. Like Noni yeah. told us, we need to let Sophia cry for three days, <laughs> and by the third day, Washi, come. 
that was it. She wasn't. She was gonna sleep through the night. So it's like kind of like breaking a wild stallion. You're just like, okay, little animal, no crying at night. And then they're gonna know when it's night. Yeah, but we never you had the don't heart get to do that. We never had the heart. We were always running to see if she was alive. <laughs> Every single time she cried. Yeah. Not until our second child did we understand that the cry means the baby's alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, oh, the baby's crying. Oh, tell it to shut up. By the sec, by the That's people that have thing. five kids. Oh my gosh. Okay, I I know. They're probably so, so used to the program. Okay, so now <laughs> moving to labor after labor comes. But wait, that, I just didn't. I didn't finish. Oh, We're gonna sorry. go with that. Uh, uh, I didn't finish the, my point, which was sleep de- deprivation, deprivation. Yes. Makes you a little bit brain damaged. Like oh, yes. Modern science is saying that, and you were like, you didn't sleep for how many years? Oh. Starting with the morning sickness club, because that you didn't yeah, sleep. Yeah, so. yeah, that was like morning and night. Until Gavin was four, so like six, seven years in total, yeah. without a like a good period of n- nightly sleeping. Yeah, there's people that go more than that. Well, sure, but you didn't have to go that long. You could have uh, trained your baby Gavin not to uh, wake you up at night. You, yeah, you babied were, him. You babied him a little bit. There was bit. also because of a lot of things or that happened lot. with Sophia when she was also two years old. All the crying <sighs> and we didn't knew. Yeah, we like, could talk about that. We were traumatized as parents, mainly you. Yes. Um, because our daughter had uh, ju- polyjuvenile rheumatoid arthritis, which uh, affected her deeply, our, affected our daughter, and, and had a lot of psychological and physical harm put on our daughter at a very young age. She was diagnosed at the age of two. So by the time that she was, what, a year and a half or something? We thought she was chubby because I was a chubby baby. We noticed it on her knees. But eventually we realized it's not chubbiness. It's just on the joints. Because she stopped going down the stairs. And it took us about three months to notice it because it was our first child. And we were both, we exercised denial for a little while. I think there was a period where we kind of knew it wasn't chubby, but we were still thinking it was chubby. I, no, it was all chubby until she was uh, able to, like, it, her knees I recognized myself in denial, I'm going to tell you. I recognized myself in denial no, in I, retrospect. I, uh, yeah. After we got the diagnosis, I'm like, you know what? I knew that the it whole time. It took, like, three months to be able to get diagnosed. That, too. Yeah. So much. Um, and I was pregnant with Gavin when that was happening. Yeah, you were. And and at five months, I almost had a, a false labor because Sophia, I was staying with Sophia in the hospital because you needed to work. Pregnant. Five and months. when we say I needed to work, this is not a sexist thing. This is uh, she was debilitated, and I needed to work. That was how we needed to survive. And I was also trying to build the future. Building, yeah. building my company. I'm not saying anything. For but ourselves it was, to it enjoy. It was harsh. It was harsh. It was super harsh. Yeah. We're starting to reap the rewards, though. We're starting to. To the what? Sorry? To uh, bear the fruits of our labor yes. and sacrifice. Starting yes. to all come together. But with kids, it's, it's, after it's, ten years. It's, it's with kids and with, with kids, that's a lifetime is, responsibility. It's a lot, yeah, as long as you're alive, you're a parent. That's it. <laughs> you're always gonna be worried about that, no matter what. I hope not. Every single day. Oh my gosh! You think yeah. when Sophia's like running her own life, however that ends up, you're gonna still be worried about her? Yeah. No. Why not? It's it's not that I want to. 
It's just the instinct. What kind of worry? Get worried. Like, what if she gets hit by a bus on her way to work? <laughs> like what? What are we talking about here? What are you worried no about? Worries about everything. Same worries as always. Oh. Hey, don't you know to shut off your phone when you're at church? Hey. <laughs> is it not church? Okay. Yes, it, it is. It might be your church, yes. No. Everything's my church, though. Even this little black dog that I'm going to put in my lap so he could try to be quiet, too. So, anyway, no dogs so in church where either. were we with the uh, conversation of the... Uh, of the pregnancy? Oh, you the, wanted to oh, talk the about labor. The sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation. Well, that's one thing. Yeah. Ch- it parents, you know, you may not feel like you have the heart, but eventually you got to let go of your children. Like, in little ways, in little periods at a time when it's safe. And it's safe to let them sleep well, through the thing, night. Yeah. And you deserve it too as a parent. You deserve sleep. Your body needs it at least six hour periods at a time. Oh, yeah. And you had like none of that for fucking six years, baby. It was horrible. You were a zombie. I was a zombie. You were a zombie. You, sometimes you looked like a zombie, too. <laughs> Even though you're so beautiful, sometimes it was just, <laughs> oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's... She, Motherhood is tough. A little more light and she's beautiful again. Beautiful, <laughs> though, because the feelings that you have as soon as the baby comes out of you, it's like it's, you cannot describe the I dis- I do describe it. You know what I describe it to people that don't know? I say when you hold your baby for the first time in your life, it's usually one of the first times you truly experience unconditional love. That's so true. For another human. That is so true. And that's, when we told each other that, we had a moment, eh, where we were like, I'm sorry, I don't, you said it to me, you're like, I'm sorry, I don't want to be insulting, but (laughs) I can't believe how much I love her, it's like more than anything, it's more than you. (laughs) And I was like, you don't have to feel bad, I was (laughs) keeping it in, but then I feel the same. (laughs) I think we might be dysfunctional in our relationship. <laughs> we might. <laughs> See, we're going to learn. We, d- we have been learning. But. <sighs> um, labor pains. Dun, 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 dun. See, but I'm going to say the same again. Every person is different. Because I can say that as per my own experience, right? But my sister, some of my sisters didn't even had half of what I went through. Who, Melissa? Melissa. Were oh. you there? Or I Nayeli. believe Melissa's lying to you. And no. we heard <laughs> Nayeli. We, I was in the hallway when Nayeli was having <laughs> Maya. Yeah, we were there. And uh, that didn't it. sound fun. No. No. Not at all. That sounded like hard work. Yeah. Yours was different, though. Mine was freaking different. Okay, let's talk about yours. Your first labor. Here's a stupidity thing that my dad still makes fun of me. And I didn't know why he was making fun of me. See, that's the thing that they, people don't tell you about. But I started getting, in the middle of the night, I started having a little bit of pain. And I'm like, oh, it's just like cramps. Because, of course, you don't know what, how it's going to happen because every person is different when you know how, when you're 
uh, ready to go on labor. Yeah. So it is a very question mark, a huge question mark of how you're going to feel. And there's a lot of worries like, what about if I miss it? How am I going to feel it? Like, it's a lot of things that goes on your brain before that. Like, you're worried you're going to miss your own labor. What? No, it has happened. Not missing your own labor, but I'm like, how am I going to know the symptoms? Anyhow, so they start coming a little bit like a sharp pains in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Then um, in the morning, I start feeling like a little bit like uh, stronger pains, right? Yeah. Stronger than sharp. And I'm like, oh. Stronger and sharper. And sharper, yeah. And you were already getting ready to leave for work or something like that because you were leaving really early. But my did you mention here. the pains to me? I don't remember. Though. I don't think you did because no, I remember because I being pretty surprised when yeah. I got to work and you called me. No, I called you before that. You called me when I was at work. Yeah, but I called you before we were on the way to the hospital. Um, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Honey, yeah. I got the call that my wife was on the way to the hospital at work. I was on a job site at 7 a.m. It was in the city right in the core. And you told me that and I knew where I was going to. Because you were, you were going there, too. You mm. were going to the hospital where Nadell delivers. That's right. That's right. And you called me because you guys woke up late, first yeah, of all. Yeah, no, hold on. So your whole my family parents was in were town. here. Well, your parents were here, yeah. Yeah, and then I went and told my dad. Woke him up and was like, Dad, I'm having this kind of little pains, but I don't know if it's ready or not. To my dad and my mom. Ready or not. And I'm like, I'm going to go and take a shower. So I went, took a shower, and the pains were getting stronger because I'm like, okay, if this is what is happening, then I'll better take a shower, right? Before going to labor. You better take a shower, yeah. Yeah. Because you never know. So, like, I need to be ready. So then I came And also the because and we knew, hang on, because we knew, here's something that uh, we were lucky with. Both of our labors. Put your mic up a little bit. Both of our labors were delivered by the same OBGYN, Dr. Nadell, in Toronto, out of Humber, uh, what's it called? Humberview? Humber River River Hospitals. And uh, Dr. Nadell is an old school OBGYN who delivered all his patients' babies. Unless he was sick. sick. Yeah. Unless he was sick, he delivered everybody's babies. Unless he was out of country or sick, which I think he reports is happening like under 10 times in his career. Yeah, a 20 year, no, what? Less than that. A fucking 50 year long career? Something like that? That guy delivered thousands of babies. And he even did, he even has a video. movie video <laughs> in, uh, talking about a course about parenthood and, and pregnancy. pregnancy. And we are on that video. We are in that video, actually. <laughs> Dr. Nadell tells my wife that uh, she needs to watch my eating habits. On that he, video? He does in the video, really? yeah. Oh, my God. He uses me as an example, grabs <laughs> my, my, uh, my, uh, what's this called? My waist? Yeah. Grabs my hips or waist or whatever, my belly kind of part, the, the rolls on the side of your yeah. belly, and your then waist. looks at Rocio and says, you got to watch his diet. <laughs> Now, I do a Dr. Nadell impression, and I'm telling you folks, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> hey, Rocio. How's the pregnancy going? Then Rocio is telling him one time, can I talk about the, uh, 
the cervix thing. I like I this. <laughs> Doc Nadell's cool. Doc Nadell, she's like, uh, Rocio reports to me that she had a, Doc Nadell would kick me out of the examination room when he would examine <laughs> you, which is kind of unethical, but fuck, fine, Doc. I got a lot of respect for the guy. Like, Daddy, you get out of here. <laughs> and I get out, and then and then she comes out, and she's like, uh, he's explaining to you, Rocille, your cervix is upside down. I may have to do surgery, but so far, so good. And then you'd be like, is that why it hurts when we do doggy style, when I do doggy style? And, and, <laughs> and you're oh like... And he's I like, didn't say that to him. Yeah, you asked the question because there was an there was an issue with you were having a lot of pain in certain positions. You said. Yeah. You said you didn't say doggy style. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, I said doggy style. <laughs> you said certain positions, and uh, doggy style was one of them. But we figured that one out. High five. <laughs> Anyways, um, um, <laughs> there's a rap song that goes. Doggy style was my favorite position, but then I switched it. Got on some head shit. Head in the whip without I crashing it. That, <laughs> that is so close. Head in the whip means driving a car without crashing it. Anyways. With. Like, just, yeah, while well, he's getting head. Yeah. Head in the whip without crashing it. That was a big song in the 90s. Who's it? Sad, name? eh? Uh, yes. I think it was Maz Deep or Nas. I can't remember which one. Anyhow. Maz Deep. I'm a bad, like, so name recaller. So what were we, talking, what were we uh, talking about before uh, Dr. Nadell came up? Oh, and Dr. Nadell, the, you, was like, you were like, like, can anything be done? Because uh, it hurts during certain positions. And Dr. Nadell's like, if it hurts, too bad for him. <laughs> I don't know, Doctor Nadell. I'm trying to do Doctor Nadell impressions. But this was not. Uh, this I was find uh, it funny. like, like uh, four years ago, five years ago. Oh, this was after your yeah, pregnancy. Yeah, I wasn't my trying pregnancy. to confuse it. Yeah. Uh, just the way Doctor Nadell is. He's the best OBGYN on the on my radar. No, but it's because you mentioned. <laughs> but that I'm a man, so I don't have. Yeah. Those Anyways, you mentioned it. You, you. It was. He's awesome. Yes. And during the pregnancy. There was a situation. There were two situations. A, the anesthesiologist, because you were in such bad pain and they were on, on a shift day. change. Yeah. They were on a shift change or something and they couldn't get to you for like fucking six hours. Then they got to you and you were moving. No, it, and maybe they were hung over. But they missed your spine. No, that was, uh, was that the first one that they missed yeah. my spine? Or was they, it on the second one? Oh, because when Gavin, I think my, they missed your. They was too, too late. late. No, on on the on the first one. The first one. one, it was too late. For it was the too late, epidural. but they still gave it. They still gave it to me because they saw me. I was like suffering for. It took me twelve hours. Well, it wasn't that long. And then though, I think for they gave you some other like painkiller too. Uh, what did you want to say before that? Because then we're so going to talk about the So this is another thing that nobody tells you, right? That's why my that my dad still laughs at me oh. right now because I went and took a shower, came out, and I say to my parents, "Okay, start getting ready because I think it's happening." And it was January, 
So, and we were 40 minutes away from the hospital. So we needed to take our sweet time because of the roads and stuff. But I think it wasn't, it wasn't snowing, but it was still January that day. It wasn't snowing. Okay. But then I start doing my makeup. Yeah. And my dad is like, why are you doing your makeup? Oh, you know, I mean, I'm going to the hospital. still need to do my makeup and stuff. It's like, yeah, but you're going to go to labor. I'm like, still. He's like, so he's like, oh, you need to look pretty and stuff. I'm going to start making fun of him. He's like, yeah, stop Dr. it. Dr. Nadell, in my mom's <laughs> era, he was known as the sexy young doctor. But no, but this is why. If you <laughs> see it on our pictures after the thing... It was a bad, bad idea because you're screaming and crying your yeah, ass and your off. Makeup is running. And my makeup was all black running all over my face. Okay. And then my dad is like, but you wanted to do your makeup, right? He's like, do you like your makeup now? Since now, from that day until now, he still makes fun of me of that. Can I just tell you I'm sorry your dad makes fun of you in general? <laughs> Like, that's no, because not nice. he tried to tell me not to do it, okay. but I didn't listen. Let's move into the labor. Yes. Then I got there. Okay, this is what I remember. You fill in with details, and I'll tell the story timeline, okay? Mm-hmm. So we got there, and they weren't ready for us that morning. They were. Not really. And they didn't have the epidural for like six hours. Yeah. That caused Dr. Nadell to wait. Then it was in the middle of dinner, even though he was there during the day. And, like, you were there at 7 a.m. Yeah. And the baby was born at 7 p.m. Yes. And a couple things happened. We had uh, a very tough African nurse who... I don't remember their faces. Yeah, I remember her. She was, she was a very, like, you could tell, like, she was smart, tough... Uh, smart but jaded, I could tell I in her body remember. language. And she was looking at you, and she kept saying to you, she kept chirping you. She kept telling you like you're a pussy, you're a wimp, in yeah. polite ways. Yes, and then she was she like, was so oh, polite just... about it, but telling you you're a wimp, <laughs> you're being silly. <laughs> it was horrible. I hated it because then she will come beside me. She's like, she's I like, can't believe you. You're disgraced. Oh, it's fine. You're okay. Oh la, my la, God. La. And then she will say, just breathe. And since then, I cannot hear the word saying, just breathe. Yeah, you were going through a trauma and she kept saying, uh, just breathe and tormenting you greater yeah, by like playing down your trauma and stuff. Like, Oh, come on. Fuck off. You're fine. Just breathe. And, and I remember you, actually, thank you for that detail. I remember you looking at me at one moment and saying, if she tells me to breathe one more time, I'm going to punch her in the face. And I went over to the nurse and I, you know, just the same style she was using, very politely but rude. I very politely but rude told her, if you tell my wife... Just breathe one more time. She's going to punch you in the face. (laughs) And she stayed away for another hour. (laughs) She didn't come around to check on you. Nothing. the worst thing is they come over and I say, I want an epidural. And she's like, oh, did you feel out? I'm like literally in pain like every freaking minute. 
And it was, she was like, did you fill up the questionnaire? I'm like, no. And then, ah, and she's like, okay, so I'm going to go. She went for a freaking like three page questionnaire and asked me all these questionnaire. questionnaire. She asked me all these questions when I'm She like, had a bad attitude. She had horrible And attitude. then and Nadell hated her. Nadell oh, right yeah. it, right when Nadell walked into the room with her, he's like, It's you. I didn't want this nurse. <laughs> he said it out loud right in front of her face. I didn't want this nurse. I don't like you. <laughs> and then when I'm getting my then finally they gave me Finally the, you go into the, labor. They but got the me bed, the epidural. Hold yeah, they on. get you the epidural. Tell but me about that. They gave me the epidural around <laughs> six o'clock PM. Just an hour before I was in labor. So by the time <laughs> I was in labor, I didn't felt anything. Like not, they will tell me it's like, here comes another construction. And I'm like, who how do you know? As it coming, is it saying they're looking at the monitor yeah, and they're tracking my thing. Yeah. yeah. I, Nobody fucking explains all that to you. You're like over here in the pain and then it's gone. He's like, okay. I don't think explaining anything to you while you were in that pain was going to like register anyways. Because I'm pretty sure we explained. Like, but then at the end, I was right at your side the whole time reading the same machine. ready to push. (laughs) And I will not felt anything when I was pushing. Like nothing. Every thing was Okay, that was after they give you, they didn't just give you epidural. They gave you something uh, in your IV. To knock you out a little bit, yeah, but they gave you a little giggling. too much. Yeah, they, because you were like, <laughs> you you looked. The guy was the guy after waiting for six hours or whatever the fuck we waited. It was about eleven hours. The guy comes 10, in and he's like, hours. "Oh, it's too late. I can't give you anything." And you looked at him in the face and you're like, "You better fucking give me something right now." I was like, "I can't take it." I was almost breaking you. And he was like, "Okay, I'll give you everything I got." No, that was <laughs> that, but it wasn't just like that. Yeah, that it was like that, baby. You you yeah. told him something, you gave him well, a look, I, I, I and you know. told him something, and he was like, "I'll give you everything I got, man," and he gave you everything. Who was one of your sisters came in and says like, Kristen said, said it looked say? like I had seen a ghost when I came out. <laughs> I came out. Okay, wait, wait. Okay. we can't. You're rushing ahead. This is why I said I wanted to go with the timeline and you okay. go with the details. Okay, sorry. So we're going with the timeline and we go into labor. Finally, you get the epidural and all kinds of other stuff in your system to n- deal with your pain like a demon. Yeah. When that guy saw your demon face, he gave you something like strong. And then fucking Nadell realized that, realized two things that the nurse let the anesthesiologist give you the fucking knockout shit. Yeah. And that, <laughs> and that, um, the stirrup. Was this broken. Tri- I was gonna say. <laughs> then him and our nurse get into a fucking ten minute argument. <laughs> I thought I told you to change this bed. <laughs> I told them, but they didn't do it. I thought I fucking told you. I told them, but they didn't do it. What do you want me to say? Well, now look at this. Look at what Daddy has to do. Daddy, come here. You have to be the stirrup. I'm like, oh, but 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 what? He's like, yeah, come and hold your wife's leg. You don't, you want to have this baby, don't you? I'm like, yeah, I do. But <laughs> what? Can we get another bed? <laughs> and then I had to hold your right leg, your left leg. Yes. <laughs> well, you gave labor to our baby. <laughs> Next thing I need to say, a detail, is when Nadell came in the room before... He and the, and the nurse had an argument about the stirrup. 
He said to you, Thanks for ruining my dinner, Rocio. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and he was in like fucking a $300 outfit. Like, yeah. his, I mean, $300 pants, $400 shoes. Like, he had a nice outfit on. He had a yeah. nice outfit on. And he, and, oh my God. <laughs> he did the it thing was where. quite an experience. He did something. Something happened with you where something went, something uh, ruptured, and then there was a fluid in the embryonic sac, and that to get the yeah. baby out within like a certain time period. And then. That was with Gavin. No, that was with R- Sophia. Sophia. And, and, and we were in a rush. So he did something because something didn't happen where, uh, what's that called? The. Uh, the for, they don't use the is force. That the, it's the afterbirth. Did the afterbirth come first or after? It came after, right? Re- like what regular? Do you mean? Okay, so this is what I remember. He he broke your water. Yeah. That's what he did before the labor. Yeah. He broke your water. Yeah. With a little instrument. Yes. And I was there to see your little pretty vagina <laughs> dilated, and then an instrument go in. And then all this water spurt out, and I noticed the water hitting the floor because I looked down as the water was going, and I jumped back so I didn't get hit. And I noticed the water going all over Dr. Nandel's shoes. And I was like, oh, those shoes look expensive. And he looked at the shoes and looked at me and just kept going. He was like, not only my dinner, my fucking shoes. <laughs> right? He didn't say that. No, uh, he, was, he gave me that look like that's what he was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then he kept going. And then because you had gotten the knockout drug, because you did demon did, face yeah. to the guy, <laughs> Dr. Nadell was struggling with you. Every time you had a contraction, he's like, all right, here comes another contraction, Rosiel. Push, Rosiel. Push! Push, Rocio. Let's go, Rocio. Come on, come on. No sleeping, Rocio. No sleeping. We got to get this baby out of you pronto, Rocio. Let's go. All right, Daddy. I'm going to have to make an incision here. Rocio, I'm going to have to make an incision. The baby's head's too big. And then he goes and he cuts your little pretty vagina. And before he cuts, he said, don't worry, Daddy. I'll sew it up smaller than before. I was like, what the fuck? Rocio, no sleeping. Yeah. Come on, Rocio. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then he, and then he starts yelling like he at me. Was yelling. Yeah. He yelled at you for a good like <laughs> half hour. And then he turns to me and he's like, "Daddy, we gotta get this baby out of here." You yell at her. And he like, he's like, "Help me out, Daddy." And then I'm like, "Come on, Rocio." <laughs> All shy, like yeah. traumatized. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Come on, Rocio. Uh, breathe. Push. You can do it. <laughs> Dr. Dell's yelling beside her, don't sleep, Rosil. Wake up! Wake up! Come on, Rosil. Don't give up. Or something like he was just laughing. He was yelling at me the whole time. And then smacking me on my leg like this. Yeah, he was smacking you. He was going nuts. He was going nuts. Trying to motivate you. He's like, she's not pushing hard enough. They fucking gave her the rock drugs. Ah, he's like, <laughs> well, no, he, didn't he doesn't swear. I'm sorry, Dr. Nadell. Yes, you don't swear. You're very good no. with that. You're very professional, except for you show how passionate you are. And that's, yeah. that's all right. It's good. I loved it. 
I love the experience. I'm grateful for it. I'm so grateful that Dr. Nadell. Nobody could have delivered our child better than him. He had to get those things. What are those things called where they grab the baby? Yeah, it's they're um um I forgot the freaking name too. The scoopers. They help you to bring No, babe. Man, he put an apparatus in your vagina after you cut it to spread it out more. And then he went and got these two like salad tossers and he went and grabbed our baby's skull with them and pulled them. And I was like, you can do it! <laughs> you can do it, baby punch! I just wanted it to be over so badly. And, and like I was worried that he... Did they do that to Sophia? Yeah, he pulled her. He pulled her out and, I, and he was gentle. But I was so fucking scared that he was... I was like, you better be... Fu- I, I, I think... I I remember thinking this. I don't know if I actually said it. Probably not. But I remember thinking, you want me to do that? Because I'm an electrician. I'm good with like <laughs> my hands and stuff. And I, I think didn't know. You thought about it. I think I told it. him. I, I th- no. Do you think no. I had a, this, I remember thinking like, is this guy a surgeon too, or just a doctor? Because if he's not a surgeon, I got a better shot at this. Uh, That's what I was thinking. I'm sorry. I was thinking that. Yeah, you were thinking it because <laughs> I don't remember you saying anything like okay, that. Okay, probably anyways. way too traumatized to say anything except for, come but, on, Rufio! <laughs> but you know what? After he needed to cut me and all that stuff and put the other, I didn't feel anything. Oh, and then Nothing. he's like, all right, Rocio, you gotta, you're not done yet. We got the baby, but we still have the afterbirth, Rocio. Come on, Rocio! No sleeping. And then the afterbirth came out. A lot easier than the child. And he even scooped it a little bit to help it out. The or placenta. something. Or pulled on something. I don't remember. The placenta. But the placenta and the afterbirth came out. It's not just the placenta. It's a bunch of bloody fluid, by the way. <laughs> and it spilled all over his shoes again and his pants. And a little bit of mine. <laughs> and uh, I get creepy. Like I'm like, ooh. Right? Like, you know the way I am. Especially back then, I was extra like that because I was influenced by Howard Stern's <laughs> uh, germophobia that I was listening to his show fanatically. And um, yeah, uh, so then we went, then I went outside and I told the family, I said, uh, like I'd just been through seven hours, of he- uh, 12 hours of hell. Like, the whole time from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah, you were in like. was purple. You were grabbing me. You were, you were yeah. whole, squeezing the crap out of me. You were going through all kinds of hell. And I was right there by your side the whole time for 12 hours. And then yeah. I went outside and I wasn't excited at all. <laughs> I wanted to go to sleep. I was like, oh, we had a baby girl, guys. And, <laughs> and I remember everybody's. Everybody looked at one another, and then my somebody said, "Is everybody okay? Is everything okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, everything's okay." But oh, sorry, do you want to go see the baby? Like I was like out of it, you know. Like and they're like, "What the fuck? <laughs> this is a bad sign." And then they went and saw, it and like they could tell you know, labor was fucking a hell. Well, yeah, I remember and, some of and Kristen was pregnant with Nyla, and she said. That was when she got afraid of her labor for the first time. Because she, she knows me to be a pretty... Like, I had a near-fatal car accident and walked out of it and pulled a, another human out of the accident and to safety and stuff. And 
I'm pretty good under pressure, right? So for her to see me in that state, she, they thought like you were the baby were dead. Because of my face, like, how's Rocio? Is Rocio okay with Because I was like, oh, we had a baby girl, guys. <laughs> you know the way I am when, I, like, when I'm like that? Like, uh, yeah. So it was pretty, like, alarming to them. And then, uh, and then we had uh, our baby. We had our first moment of unconditional love. And, yes. uh, and, uh, and uh, parenthood. So I guess we were talking more about pregnancy than parenthood this time. Right, we yeah, could maybe well, talk more about parenthood. We could talk about later on. There's a lot of different time. stages of parenthood because we're both parents, and uh, you just looked at your clock like you wanted to get back to the kids. They're okay right now. Oh, okay. Want to uh, keep talking into parenthood then? Yeah. No. Well, what Let's comes a, after the after? So you come home with a newborn. Has a new, total different freaking Here's one thing to look forward to. Experience. Wait a second. One thing to look forward to, coming home with a newborn, A, even though you're saying it's scary, it's beautiful. You have a newborn Oh, in yeah. Hands. But B, you as a lady, you like to drink your beer. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I didn't add it for nine months. No alcohol for nine months. Yeah. But as soon as you have the baby... It's good to have a nice beer. It stimulates the breast milk. Yep. As per Dr. Nadell's instructions. You better have my six-pack. We had a six-pack waiting for you of Heineken. Yep. A nice, like, yeasty beer and, uh, well, whatever. Maybe it's not yeasty, whatever. It, it was a nice beer for you. You enjoyed that. I right when you got really home. I enjoy my beer. And I'm sorry for all the mothers who doesn't... Follow. Enjoy a beer. Or, no, there's a lot of moms too, is, and, which is also true, that, like, you cannot put any alcohol or any kind of bad stuff when you're breastfeeding because of everything that I can go to the kid, whatever. But I really enjoyed my beer. I don't think the alcohol... Goes to the kid. I remember quite specifically Dr. Nadell. Reading about it? No, reading about it, but also Dr. Nadell really going into detail about how good it was to drink beer. Don't become an alcoholic. I mean, you got a baby. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) But one or two beers a night, if you enjoy beer, then go right ahead. It's great for the breast milk. It is on the video, actually. It is on the video. He did talk about it on the video. Yeah. So I need to find that video. Do you want to take a quick break? Yes, I need to go to the ladies' room. Go to the ladies' room. Do you mind bringing back a beer, a gluten-free beer for me? No, I do not mind. And I'll go and check on the kids. And you will go and be a parent and check on the kids. Yes. So we'll just pause. Because there's uh, probably a run that Sophia needs to do at 7. And oh. closing the chickens. Yes. Chores. All right, honey. Okay. See you in a bit. Let's let's reconvene this discussion, starting from newborn. Put the mic closer to your thing. So we're back from our little break. How are the kids? Good. That's great. Um, 
before we started recording again, we realized that uh, we still didn't talk about our second pregnancy. Let's just wrap that up real quick. The second pregnancy, you were a little sick in the morning sickness first trimester, but then you were a lot healthier apart from Gavin kicking you so much and stuff like that. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> I, you were a Those lot were... hornier or a lot randier. What? Randier? Uh, well, you said you didn't like the word horny, so randy, um, rowdy. Rowdy. Uh you were more, your libido was higher. Yes. Your libido was higher. Very high. Could I give sick. two stories about that? No. What? what was it? One was that you literally, Don't I was, say I, the need, word. I was like really tired. Sometimes I would work 12 hour days, six days a week and Please sleep all Sunday. Please do not embarrass me. It's not embarrassing. It's beautiful. One day you woke me up with this cute excitement from a nap that I really needed. Yeah. And I was like, what, what? And you're like, and you didn't even say anything. You just looked at me and started a blowjob. <laughs> Sorry. Did I almost make you spit out your beer? <laughs> she was just taking a sip of beer. Okay. So that, that was one because you never do that. And that was like, whoa, you don't do that. I'm oh, sorry. Don't get so bad. And uh, you don't normally wake me up with a blowjob. I mean, that's kind of like yeah. movie time stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, That is so true. And the other one was I was digging the pond with the big excavator from my good friend, Deli. And you had the same look in your eye, and you came running down back to the backyard. Our backyard, our Not field running. is about 100 feet wide and 1,000 feet long, and you were kind of like fast walking down and kind of waving yeah, but not at me. Running. Well, you were waving at me with this devilish look in your eye, like your libido was on, and I uh, knew what that look meant, and and just shut the machine off, parked it, shut it off, jumped out of the machine, and we had sex in our field, and then you went into labor. That was Gavin's labor. Yeah, that was. Gavin's you had labor. we had sex in the field, and then you went into labor that evening, like about an hour or two after. Because it was, Gavin was a month early. Yes, because I guess I poked him loose in that field. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, probably not. I think, no, actually. So Gavin no, was early according to nine months. <clears throat> However, if you look at the lunar month, Gavin was exactly nine moons. It was so, so strange, he wasn't though, really because early. he And he was, was full size. He was full size. He was nine moons, but he wasn't, he was... And 27 and days early, but nine moons. Pounds. Nine he was moons. Six something pounds. Because, because moons are less really than months. He was small, though. Yeah. He was very small. We needed to get all the f- clothes that it was. Um, small clothes? Yes, that was for uh, preemie. Yeah, and it was in August, so it was summertime. <laughs> That's why we were able to have sex in the field, because we wouldn't do that Here in go, January. Oh, my goodness. When we had Sophia, we could never have sex in a field. There was snow on the field. Although, you know, I used no, to have that a... year, the first time that it started to snow, it was just on Sophia's birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah, I remember, because we made it to the hospital without any snow. My dad was always saying, because he... He yeah, it snowed right get, when we came home with the baby. No, it was no. just uh, the first night in the hospital. 
because she was born at 7 p.m. So when they moved us to our private room, it's when it started snowing. True say, true say. Mm-hmm. It also snowed on our wedding night. It was also our wedding night. On the 13th. Of January in 2007. <clears throat> Only daredevils like us get married on a number 13. <clears throat> and Sophia was born January 17 in 2008. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up pregnancy end of things. Mm-mm. Oh, what do you need to say? Gavin's labor. Oh, yeah, Gavin's labor. Okay, we're not going to go too big <laughs> too on the... On it's not as eventful, but there was one main event, and that was the epidural mist, and you only had one side of your body was numb. The other side felt the full pain. So yes. you gave birth with so one half of your body, cool, was... the other half, <laughs> not cool. I made sure that this time I was going to ask for the epidural right away. And I spent the night over there by myself. And, and we had a nice Filipina nurse this time. And her and I got along like white on rice. Her and I were talking and yes, laughing. Charles was shitty, shitty chat with this nurse. Shitty, shitty chat? <laughs> Chit chat. I, I, went, I didn't eat gluten that day. I wasn't shitty, shitty chat. <laughs> I was shitty chat. <laughs> Chit chatting. Chit-chatting. Chit-chatting. <clears throat> With this nurse. Yeah. So I got my epidural right away. The problem was that it only worked half of my body. And... I just said that. How did that feel? And it felt horrible because I was trying to tell the nurse that it was not working. So she was like, oh, just... It will work, honey. It will work soon. It will start working. But he was, she, her and, and Charles were so into the conversation her, her that she completely you. forgot about me. And so he's like, yeah, honey, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to work I was soon. the star Give it of another, your own labor? Yeah. And How then, dare I? No, it wasn't that. I'm like, it's not, it's like was she that was that not when believing you me. Hang on. <laughs> was that when you realized you were married to a dramatic man? Or was it much earlier than that? Oh, a lot earlier than oh, that. Oh, okay. And um, stole your thunder during <coughs> labor. Ooh. No, she just didn't believe me. And then she's like, just move to the other side and see if that works. And I'm like sitting there and I'm feeling every single pain in half of my body. Then she didn't pay attention to me at all. On that time of me saying, it's like, oh, honey, it's okay. Well, we cannot give you any other doses of uh, epidural. So I'm like, so I needed to leave with half of the At pain. At first, she didn't realize what had happened. Yeah. She, didn't, she thought that you were just waiting for it to kick in, and she was distracted. And then when she realized, it was like, nothing Too I could late. do. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. Then, when labor came, the freaking half of my body already... She was already, nice. She didn't do yeah, anything she wrong was, no, except she for was, talk to me, which yeah. made you upset. <laughs> it was not because she was talking to you, because you guys, she didn't... She didn't Believe me. And she thought that I was just like, oh, she's just going to kick in right now. <clears throat> Anyhow. You, so then by the time labor you came give off the I'm so fancy, I complain too much vibe sometimes in these places. I think that was the vibe the African lady was responding I to. I don't freaking care. If I'm feeling it, and you know I can hold pain. Yeah, I do. I know it's serious when you're like this. <clears throat> when I'm in freaking pain, I'm in it's because it's like a hundred percent the pain all right so anyway that happened so then when labor comes the other half of my brother the epidural was not working so 
This time I didn't feel that bad. My contractions, I felt labor. You mean the head passing through your vagina? Everything. Like everything. Did Nadell cut you that time? I don't mm-hmm. remember because I was not your stirrup that time. I remember saying, last time I was the stirrup, <laughs> that was too much information. Thank you. He started getting, he got uh, very I'm going to hang out over here with the nurse trying to forget about the last time. I was way too close to the labor. <laughs> that was my approach during Gavin's birth. But he started getting worried when um, when he's looking down to see if I'm ready to have to be on labor to yeah. start pushing. Um, and the baby's head was there. Yeah, and he, but my body got into a shock. I, it was shaking. When I saw him looking at my legs, when I'm staring up on the legs, my body was in such pain that my body started getting shaking. And he's like, Rocio, just bre-. he tapped me on my legs and, she, and he got his worried face and he's like, honey, I'm so sorry, but you're going to need to do it like this. And I'm sorry, it's going to be painful, but... Snap come, out of it and snap, come to the real world. Yeah. <clears throat> But he saw that my legs were shaking really bad. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I was feeling every single push. When the shoulders came, right after the shoulders came out, holy frick. But then he needed to cut me too. Well, here's a lesson. And then he apologized he did just cut before you? he cut me. Oh, he did cut you that way. He too. said, I'm really You have sorry a very small vagina, so... No baby's head is going to fit through that thing without a little snip. He did a good job. Anyways, so <clears throat> just before <laughs> he was cutting me, he apologized to me because <coughs> he knew <coughs> it was going to hurt like hell because there's no anesthesia <laughs> at all. And I'm like, ah. I remember now. <laughs> yeah, and then after Gavin came out, they rushed him. Uh, they had a special machine over there because he, uh, his lungs were not breathing strong enough. Oh. Because remember when I was pregnant and I almost had the... Yeah. The you wanted thing. to come Anyways. out. Yeah. Anyways, then he needed to start sewing me with a little hook of a needle like this. It's a hook like this. <sighs> my God, without anesthesia. He didn't give you a local at that point? Nothing. Come on. Nothing. Listen, he just honey. like tapped me and was like, you can do it. You can do it. Okay, I'm just going to do if it. If you got the love tap, you should be good. <laughs> what, what, what are you complaining about? But he was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And everything was like, ah. <laughs> you got a sorry and a love tap. What are you complaining about, honey? Come on. Got it all. What's that? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that was my experience in labor with Gavin. All right. I still remember Let's that. Let's move on to parenthood. Should we even? This has been an awesome conversation already. Let's keep it to the next yeah. episode. The next episode, we'll talk about parenthood. Psych! Didn't get you on this one. But we got a couple good stories, and... Uh, what kind of things do we really need to like make clear? We told stories, but what kind of things do we need to make clear right now? If you're going to have a kid, I would say, don't do it. I tell people this. I say, don't do it just because 
you think you need to do it because everybody says, grow up, get married, have a job, have a house, have a kid, yeah, have a car. Yeah, but it's a new generation as well. This year is a little bit more. Back then when we were young, a lot of... You don't have to have a child. The world's already overpopulated. You don't have to have a child. <laughs> you really are only having a child for yourself. And guess what? It's not the best gift to give yourself. What? A child? You shouldn't be giving yourself a child. If you want to have a child, it's because you want the responsibility of mentoring and that teaching. That sounded and, horrible. Well, don't have a child just because you think you have to have a child. No, that I And get if you it. want a child because you want to squeeze a baby, that's the wrong <laughs> reason too. But the way that you said before, it was like... It like, don't have like a child really just horrible. because it's for you. Have a child, like, realize that a child's going to be a lot of work. A lot of sacrifice right from the get-go. Even me, the dumb man who didn't have to carry any baby inside my belly, I still got splattered with afterbirth. You need to do that test of contraction thing that they do to men. I don't want to do it. Yes. Baby, I've been through some serious shit. I don't need no more trauma. You cannot Thank you. never compare something that you've never tried. But you said it's trauma and I already have enough. <laughs> I don't need it. Thank you. It's Good. a little bit of sympathy. Listen, my you persona. have my sympathy. Oh, here's what we're going to talk about pregnancy. Every woman who ever had a baby ain't got no sympathy for no man. <laughs> and what I mean about that is when I had my vasectomy, <laughs> all I got was a local anesthetic. Okay, this is my closest thing to childbirth, okay? My story about a vasectomy. <laughs> is that I had a young doctor who was cocky as hell. Remember? He, like, disputed the facts. He gave... I asked him questions about the facts about vasectomy. He wanted to rush me into surgery in under two weeks after just meeting me. He, when he was giving me the facts, he was like, they say you could be reversed, but believe me, after the job I do, you can't reverse anything. I can't see it. <laughs> about the vasectomy. Then he does my vasectomy, and while he's doing my vasectomy, he says, shit. He says that. And I go, uh, <laughs> shit, what? <laughs> and he goes, oh, uh, never mind. I go, doctor, with all due respect, you can't say never mind to me. I'm awake. You're performing surgery on my testicles. And you said, shit. Now spill it. What happened? He said, oh, I made three marks, one for each vein and then the center. And I accidentally cut on the right side, not the center mark. And I was wondering why the first vein was so easy or artery, whatever they call the, tes the testicle shooter tube that they cauterize. And also, that was traumatic because I smelt my own flesh, my own testicle flesh, cauterizing and burning. Ooh. Yeah, it sucks. And then the doctor says, shit. And you say, what? And he says, I cut the hole in the wrong spot. I got to pull the other side. He said, I got to pull the other side. Yeah, you and every other woman that ever had a baby is laughing right now. Because you guys got no sympathy for no man. No man with no with a penis? 
Oh my God, I got no sympathy. I'm and uh, that that's how you that. guys feel, I guess. <laughs> this is what I experienced because he pulled my testicle vein. I felt it up in my gut. I felt my vein being, oh. Oh, be pulled <laughs> over to the left side from the right. I'm so sorry. Cut and cauterize. You know how much material you need to cut and cauterize and get a good grip and a staple and all that? He pulled it all over. Shit. I was like, I even told him, I go, why don't you just cut another hole? <laughs> and he said, no. He fucking was so stupid, he made a wrong decision. I'm a tradesman. Sometimes you got to cut your losses. Cut the second hole. Don't fucking damage the tube that you're pulling on, which he did. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to pull on this. I don't know what he was thinking, but that's what it was like. And then I go home with excruciating pain and mental trauma. I feel like less of a man. I'm not shooting sperm anymore. I'm shooting blanks. <laughs> I, I smelt my balls burning in the room oh my with the incompetent young oh doctor who said, shit, and cut the wrong hole. <laughs> and all I got is some Tylenol 3s. Actually, I got Oxycontins from that guy. I still have them because I never take an opiate for more than two days. That's another lesson. Never take an opiate for more than two days. If you do, you're probably going to get hooked. So don't do it. Switch to cannabis. Much, much healthier and better and cooler. Oh, my God. I need to show you a video of a comedian. Okay. Let's wrap up this conversation. So I just want to say I come home in excruciating pain, and I, the first thing I do is I tell you, and you laugh at me. You're laughing at me in the hallway when I'm like walking like a sore penguin <laughs> towards you. You just start laughing at me. I'm so <laughs> you're so, you're Look me. what I made you do. <laughs> oh my God, you made me sound so horrible. I'm the worst person on the earth. That's what you're afraid of. Uh, no. Guilty conscience. <laughs> <laughs> if you should have seen yourself. How you were walking in And then face. we Even come the home. Like, and like the next night, like, Tracy's over our neighbor. And she's like family. But I tell her that I'm in excruciating pain with my balls. And you know what she does? She laughs. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's going on? Okay, these two women are cruel. Maybe <laughs> Tracy's just doing that because she's with Rocille who's laughing at me. I don't know. Maybe it's the vibe. Then I call my sister Kristen on the phone. And I say, sister, I'm in excruciating pain. They cut my balls, blah, 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 blah. I just got started. And she says, I'm sorry, Charles, I have to interrupt. I have no sympathy for you. Andrew had a vasectomy too, her husband. And I had no sympathy for him either. I, after, I'm sorry. Don't expect any sympathy from any women that have had any children. And I'm like... What the fuck? She's like, after I've been through even one child labor, no sympathy. Sorry, Charles. You don't get any sympathy from me. And I was like, bye. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. So then, you know, I'm a curious cat. I go around. And the first month after my vasectomy, when I was back at work, after that two-week period of me being off because my balls hurt. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't even... I took move. full two-week time off. I was like, ah, yeah, my balls. Two weeks. And I, Ooh, and I told the weeks. kids, sorry, because they were at the age where they were hugging me and, like, they're, they're at the height of hitting my balls accidentally while they're hugging my side of my leg or inside of my leg. And uh, 
they they knew they could had to stay away from daddy's balls. Yeah. They were hurting. <laughs> well, you made that very clear for oh. two straight weeks. Yep. I had to. It was I think a little bit mode. more than that. I still get blamed I was so in a trauma. far right now. I was in a trauma. I'm not Once blaming in a you. while. You know why I got the vasectomy, baby? Mm. Because. I know why. Because you wanted it, and I loved you, and I saw that your body would was going to kill you if you had another pregnancy, and Dr. Nuddell told us that. Yes. He said, no more children, Rosale. Yeah. Your body can't. If, and you were like, well, what do you mean? Can I have one more? Because you wanted at least three, and he said, not unless you, uh, you, he said, you can have a third child, but you might end up in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> he was very dramatic as well. He wasn't dramatic. He was real. He was very realistically. Like, he was like be too suffering. harsh, though. Yeah, because my back started, I, I got scoliosis after, uh, after my first pregnancy, after Sophia's pregnancy. I think she, he was also going to say, you can have a baby, but not with this guy because your babies are too big. Oh. <laughs> I'm very thick. I'm thick, you know? I'm thick. Anyway, so uh, that was a great talk, baby. I love you very much. I love you too. Can you say my name in a sexy voice again? Charles, I love you. I want to do over. That wasn't so sexy. It was kind of more like a teacher and then like a... Oh, my God. Like your voice cracked. How about I'll try? I'm looking at your face and the eyes that you're making. Of course I'm going to laugh. Okay, but be be goofy. Be silly, but do a silly sexy. (sighs) Silly sexy is the best. I cannot do that kind of stuff. Otherwise, it's too intimate. Here you go. Silly sexy. You're better than me on that stuff. I cannot do it. Okay, do a sexy, any kind. Give it a shot. It's awesome anyways, no matter what you do. No matter what comes out, it's going to be good. Come and get me. I think I will. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.
Special thanks to Jamesy the Band, jamesytheband.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening to The Fool's Journey.